0: And welcome to the Temple Care Podcast. This is a place where we take a faith based approach to mental and physical health. I am your host, Erica Pizzo. Um, I'm really excited today. I'm going to talk to you just a little bit about my testimony, my story. Um, if you've heard the first episode of Temple Care ever, you, you might have heard some of this before. Um, but a lot of you are new here, so I wanted to kind of go through some of my story, share that with you, um, share some verses that really brought me through some tough points. Um, and also, I want to talk about what it means for you to share your story and um, your testimony and how it can impact others. So, um, just to give you a little background, I was raised in a Christian home. Um, at the age of five, I went on a missions trip with my parents to Israel. And I remember the pastor there, every every morning, he would have a little church service, and he would do an altar call, and he would present the gospel. And, and five-year-old me, every single morning, want just raised my hand, and I wanted to <laughs> accept Jesus, and I went up in the altar call. That happened many times. We were there for many days. Um, but I look back on that memory, and I smile, because, I mean, obviously at five, I didn't understand necessarily the full gospel, but... God was already, like, laying it on my heart that I was his. Um, And so I look at, you know, my life, and I had, of course, throughout the teenage years, I had bumps in the road where I had basically one foot in the world and one foot in God. And so it was like I was always looking to the things of the world to satisfy me. Um, especially in the high school years. I was so into my boyfriend at the time and, you know, like worldly things. And um, I, but I look back at that and I look at how God really spared me from so much pain and heartache because he had um, just this plan for me, you know, to grow closer to him, um, to grab hold of my faith, especially when I became a mom. That is when things started to really change for me. I suddenly realized I had two little kids that I had to share with them about my faith. And so that was really a pivotal point for me. Um and I also was going through some pretty serious health issues at this time. Um, There was just so much happening in my body that didn't feel right. I had extreme fatigue. I had um just couldn't get out of bed sometimes. Like I felt like I always needed to sleep and I would sleep like 10 hours a night and I still wake up feeling exhausted. Um, I was trying to keep up with my kids, but there was just so much uh, brain fog and I couldn't think straight. You know, I was just very, having a really hard time and I felt dizzy all the time too. Um, all those symptoms kind of, you know, made the perfect storm for me to start having depression, anxiety, um. I didn't know what was going on and I went to so many doctors. Um, I remembered all these memories of just sitting in a doctor's office. They all wanted to do you know their blood work, um, and every single doctor would say the same thing. They would say, "There's really nothing wrong with you. like you're totally normal and healthy, like just go live your life. Everything's fine." Um, and the message that I was getting there was, this is all in my head. Um, And it was just so discouraging because I knew it wasn't in my head. I knew that I felt bad for a reason. Um, And so it it was just this long time, um, a few years of really searching and trying to figure out what was wrong with me, not feeling like I had much help um, from doctors during that time. Um, And then eventually finding like a functional medicine doctor who really helped me uh, work with my diet and my lifestyle and stress um, and all of that. But all that to say, um, I kind of want to focus in on the time period right now where I was in those low lows. Um, And I want to share this with you because I know that, you know, either you are going through something like this or you know someone that's going through this. And so I wanted to just be there for you. I wanted to share my story so that it can touch your heart and also help you understand maybe someone in your, your life that might be dealing with um, depression and anxiety. I wanted to share with you some verses too that, that really um, you know, impacted me in this time. But before I get into that, I do want to talk about, too, I had... So during this time, I had three big things happen. Um, first thing I already talked about was that I had my health... It was starting to decline and I had no idea what was going on. Um, secondly the boyfriend that I had dated all throughout high school, we were high school sweethearts. Um, he actually committed suicide. Um, and so I had to say goodbye to him. Um, I was married at, I still am married at the time, but, um, and so we hadn't been together in a long time. We hadn't been dating for a long time, but it felt like a huge, huge loss, um, because he was one of my closest friends for so much of my life. Um, And though we had been a little bit estranged, it was just um, such a hit to my heart um, because I didn't know where he was at mentally at this point. I didn't know that he was struggling. And so um, it felt like a huge weight of um, guilt on me because I felt like I wasn't there for him. Um, And then also the third thing that was really happening for me at this time was I was driving on the freeway with my kids. Um, in California, we have like freeways that are like seven lanes long. They're like huge freeways. (laughs) And, um, I was heading up to a place that that was on one of these big freeways. I was in the left lane. All of a sudden I got this feeling, um, like something really bad was about to happen. Like I was going to crash or something. And so, um, I didn't know what was happening because this has never happened to me before, but I was starting to have a panic attack. Um, so basically my brain just started to shut down, um, and it went into just flight or flight, flight or fight mode. Um, and I just felt so much panic because I thought like, what am I going to do? I have to get off the freeway right away. So I, I immediately got off the freeway, um, and I started just driving down a side street. I found a parking lot, um, and I was trying to calm myself down, but my heart rate wouldn't calm down. And my mind was almost like... It was almost outside of my body, if I could explain it that way, but it was just in this impending sense of doom, like I was going to die. And I never, ever have had that happen before. I've struggled with worry and stress and anxiety before, but never kind of had like an attack like that before. Um, So ever since that day, um, I've had a lot of PTSD really from that moment. Um, Had a hard time driving in the car, have a hard time taking my kids places because I'm worried that it will happen again. And, um, just because of the emotions, how high they felt that day, um, was just so jarring. So I kind of wanted to kind of go just to set you guys up to see what was all happening for me during this time. Um, these short, this all happened within a year, all those three things were happening within a year of each other. Um, and so I think the death of my friend and seeing um, what happened with him. And because it was a mental health thing that caused his death, I think that caused my mental health to feel worse because I started correlating it to my story. Um, and then the panic attack just made it feel like, wow, I'm beyond hope, right? Like nobody can help me. I, I'm I'm like a mental patient. You know, I, I had all these fears circling around in my head. Um, so one of the verses that that God gave me during this time was Psalm 121.3. It says, He will not let your foot slip. He who watches over you will not slumber. So I had this fear, right, that I was, because I was now someone who had mental health problems, I would one day just, like, lose my mind. Like, they kind of portray it like that in movies. Like, someone just loses their mind, all of a sudden they're in, like, a psych ward um, and so that was like, like my greatest fear, right? That that's what was happening to me. But God gave me this verse and he just reminded me that he won't let my foot be moved. Meaning like, I'm not going anywhere. I'm not, this is not just going to happen to me, right? Like he's got me, he's holding me. Um, even if I'm afraid that my foot will move, it's not moving, right? Because he's, he's holding on to me. Um, And then another verse that was super impactful, I know we see this on mugs and t-shirts everywhere, we're probably like, we've seen this a hundred times, but this verse brought me through some of the hardest times in my life. Psalm 46.10, it says, be still and know that I am God. I remember um, at one point we were moving from one house to another house and I was Really at the lowest point in my health, I remember I would try to move a couple boxes and then I'd have to like lay down in bed or lay on the floor because there was no bed. Um, And my heart was racing like I couldn't do. I didn't have the physical capability to be moving all these boxes. Um, And I remember um, our new house was under construction and so they hadn't like painted any of the walls yet or anything. And so me and my mom went over one night um, and we wrote this psalm on one of the walls, Psalm 4610, Be still and know that I am God. Um, and I just, and knowing that that um, verse I was clinging to, and now it was written on one of the walls of our home, um, it just, it reminded me, right? God is with me. I can be still even when I feel horrible, right? Another psalm that I clung to is Psalm 23.5. It says, You prepare a table before me in the presence of my enemies. Um, I thought about how much Satan had tried to pull my health down and, and attack me and, you know, really keep me in this ditch of shame. Um, and so I was thinking about how God prepared this beautiful table for me. My table was this this new home that he was preparing for me. And it was it was just this beautiful home that I, I was so excited about. And it was all happening in the midst of my horrible health issues. So and it doesn't always have to be like a physical thing, right? Like you prepare a table before me in the presence of my enemies. It doesn't have to be like a home. But um, God, what I realized is that in the middle of hardships, in the middle of those really low, low moments, God is actually dropping beautiful gifts all around us. You know, whether it's like your child comes up to you and says, you're the best mommy ever when you're having a really hard day. Or, you know, like you you hear a song and you're like, wow, did God just write that song for me, you know, like the, those little gifts, he's preparing a table before us in the presence of our enemies. Like he is creating something beautiful and special for us, even in those hard moments. Um, and another one I came back to often, and this is in my profile on Instagram, but it's Matthew eleven twenty eight. come to me all who are weary and burdened and I will give you rest. Um, And that verse just changed my heart because I started to realize that God wasn't this person who was looking down on me and saying, come on, Erica, why can't you do more? Why can't you get over this anxiety? You know, anxiety is a sin, like get rid of it. Um, But I started to look at the heart of God as someone who loved me, who was gentle, who actually wanted to walk through this with me and... It wasn't going away right away. Like, my physical issues were not going away right away. My anxiety was not going away right away. But God was gentle enough and patient enough to um, walk through all of that with me. And His heart towards me was gentleness. It wasn't wrath or anger or condemnation. You know, He had this gentle spirit towards me. And that started to really change my heart. Um, And I wanted to read with you guys a journal entry I had. Um, I just wanted to kind of give you like a picture of where I was at. And I don't know if you're going through this right now, but I think what has helped me is to finally be open with God in my journaling. I mean, for so long, I, well, first of all, I prayed in my head and I couldn't focus on the prayers that I was trying to pray. Um, Eventually, I just fell asleep. And then I started doing a prayer journal, but what happened was I was so afraid of people like finding the prayer journal or, you know, my kids seeing it or something that I was very vague in my prayers to God. Um, but what I found was that once I started being honest with God in those prayer journals, that's where I started to really see healing and growth. And so I think... If you want to burn it later, that's fine. But just get the words out, right? Like, be honest with God about how you're really feeling because that's where growth happens. Um, so I said, I, for, I forgot when this was. I think this is back in 2019. But I said, um, Lord, the frailty of my body is just, it's hard. And our human bodies in general makes me remember how good you are because our dependence on you just grows. At the same time, I believe you don't want this for me. This health struggle that makes everyday life difficult at times. I believe with my whole heart that you want me healed. So I continue to knock on heaven's door and ask for healing, Lord. I know you won't turn me away. Today I pray for healing, for direction, that I would be strengthened mentally and physically. Jesus, I will continue to trust you in you all my days. I will stay your humble servant. I will walk beside you, and I will love you with a wholehearted abandonment for your ways. So I'm sharing that with you because you know, all this time I was praying for healing. I was praying that God would take this away. And I think it's important in the midst of praying for healing that we don't forget that you know He's still good, right? Like He still loves us, He still wants to heal us. I think. You know, I went through a really dark, dark few months where I was thinking, God doesn't even want to heal me. That's why he's not healing me. Um, but that's not true. His heart is always to heal. I mean, look at the life of Jesus. Like he literally came and he touched and healed so many people. And I'm sure he wished that he could have even healed more people, right? He was only one man on earth, God and man. But, you know, his ministry was limited because on earth he could only be one place at one time. Um, and so he used his time to heal and touch and to care for people. And I think about, I often think about that, that story with the woman who touched just the hem of his robe and how much she believed and had faith that if I can just touch the hem of his robe, then I will be healed. And he felt her touch him, right? He was in this huge crowd, but but he felt something different. And so um, he went back and talked to her, and I just thought about how I can relate to her. I mean, she was bleeding, right? She had hormonal issues, I'm sure. Um, that's what I've been dealing with, and so I saw myself in this woman, in this story, and I just wanted to touch the hem of his robe. Um, and I, another verse that has always been special to my heart and has brought me through some of these really hard moments is First Peter 5.10. It says, and the God of all grace who called you to his eternal glory in Christ, after you have suffered a little while, will himself restore you and make you strong, firm, and steadfast. I had to remind myself on those hard days that there is a moment coming where I will feel stronger. I'm not going to be in this place of weakness forever, I'm not going to be in this place of anxiety forever. So, we have to remind ourselves that God is, is in the process of strengthening us. He's making us firm and steadfast, even when we feel really weak and we feel like, have I made two steps back and one, only one step forward? But He sees that as forward growth all the time. Um, so, I wanted to talk a little bit about how God can use your story for good. Um, there is, you know, God gave me this vision, like originally back when I was starting Temple Care. I was thinking about how um, people in our society who have mental health problems, they are often, you know, outcast a little bit. Like, if you hear someone starting to share that they have suicidal thoughts or or things are happening, I mean, immediately, like, your first reaction is to, like, walk away. Like, you don't want to hear this. Like, it's too much, and you're scared of what they're going to say, so you just want to run, Right. And I think that's kind of the reaction some people have when they hear that that others in their life have mental health struggles. Um, But God gave me this, you know, heart. He said, don't, like, picture someone that is having a struggle, right? That's sharing. Don't be the one who runs. Whenever everybody runs away from them, I want you to run towards them. Um, So that is my heart, right? Like, when I see someone who who is struggling, I want to run towards them. Um, and who is someone in your life? Or maybe God has put this like vision on your heart, right? Like of, of a need, of something that's not being talked about or or something that, that has like sparked a fire in your heart. What is that? I'm sure you already know what it is right when I'm saying this. You know that thing that God has put in your heart or maybe that person that your heart just aches for them. How can you run towards them when everyone else is running away? You probably are wondering, like, why am I sharing all this? Like, why do I get on here and just, like, tell my whole life story? I'm doing this so that other people can feel as if they're not alone. And that's exactly why you should be doing it, too. I remember hearing a podcast um, a while back of a prominent Christian leader she was talking about her struggle with anxiety and how there was one point where she just couldn't even leave her house. And all of a sudden, my heart came out of the shadows of condemnation because I heard someone else talk about how they were brave enough to share their story, to talk about how they struggle with anxiety. And this is someone who writes Bible studies that I love, you know? And so it became this, this place where my heart could come out of the shadows, where I could be brave enough. Um so we need to be the first person to do that, right? We need to be the one to come out of the shadows to talk to people. So how do you find how do you find people that that want to hear your story that need to hear your story? It starts by simply having a conversation and hearing about someone's needs and listening to their story first, asking them questions about what they've been through, being curious and inquisitive about you know what's going on in their life. Um, And a lot of times what I've found is that we are all so similar. We all have these struggles and we all feel alone. We all feel isolated. Um, So there's there's definitely people within your reach that need to be touched and need to hear your story. Um, And they need to be shared that story so that you can both encourage each other. And I think another thing is really important here is to help, help, your, <laughs> help your mind <laughs> process um, grief and pain and loss through writing. Now, I'm not saying you have to become a writer, right? I'm not saying that that's necessarily what God's calling you to do. But I do think there is value in writing down how you feel before God so that it can come out of you. I think it's important for you to have this real moment with God. If, if you like to pray in your head more than writing it down, I totally understand that. That's fine. But for me, writing was a way to process. It was almost therapy with God to sit down and to journal um, and talk to Him exactly about how I was feeling, um, the things I felt disappointed about, the things that, where I felt burnout. Um, and write down the things that you are embarrassed to say in front of anybody else because this is the moment where you can be honest with God. This is the moment where you can really get down to things with Him and to feel His heart towards you. I've also realized that, and I think this was such a turning point for me, and I want you to find people throughout the Bible that you can see, real people throughout the Bible that have gone through struggles that you are going through. Um, and you can, you know, come back to these stories and let them really marinate in your heart. For me, I started to see all kinds of people in the Bible who had struggled with anxiety and depression. I thought about Elijah, where he goes beside the tree and he asks um to die because he's running away from Jezebel. He's uh, terrified for his life. He's He doesn't know what to do. He's weary. Um, and God sends an angel and he gives him food and water, and he lets him take a rest. Um Just just reminding me, right, when I face those moments of Lord, I can't do this anymore. Sometimes I just need food. I need water. I need rest. Um, I thought about David constantly running from Saul, who was trying to take his life, and all the Psalms that we got out of that, where David is wrestling with God, and David had honesty before God in his prayers. I mean, he just laid it all out there, and sometimes he seemed angry with god or sad that where where are you god um and that gave me a model for how to pray to god when i felt these emotions um i also thought about jesus in the garden like all oh, that sw- the the sweat of blood that was coming down his forehead as he was praying before he went to the cross i mean i i think about the anxiety i felt just getting in a car is like nothing compared to facing death on a cross, right? I mean, but it's not that I'm minimizing my struggle. It's that I'm seeing myself in Jesus, and I'm saying, He felt this. He feels what I'm feeling right now. Even on a larger scale, He felt what I'm feeling. I've never sweat blood before. I mean, that just, you know, it. it you can tell in that verse that there was so much emotion on Him. Um, there's a verse I don't have it with me, but I can look it up later, but it was about Paul. He had anxiety over the faith of one of the churches he was writing to. Um, I remember him saying, like, I'm anxious for your souls. Like, I'm anxious for your faith. Um, So Paul was in charge of all these, you know, believers in these new churches, and you could see that he was feeling like, is their faith going to take hold? You know, I'm, I'm feeling anxious about this. I want them to be in heaven with me. You know, I want them to share their faith with other people. I thought about um, Joseph. He, when he went back to, um, when after he had kind of gone to his hometown to do the census, and then he had to come back to where King Herod was ruling, but it was no longer King Herod. I think it was his son. But there's a verse in there where it says Joseph had some fear. You know, he was worried about coming back to a place where they had just killed all the first, all the sons in, in that whole area. So he was feeling fear. And you know what? God didn't punish that fear. God actually used that. And he said, Joseph, go a different way. You know, I mean, God actually um, used this as part of protecting Jesus and the whole redemption story. Um, And then also I thought about Peter, right? Like he's getting out of the boat to walk on the water. And he's got Jesus in front of him, right? And he starts to sink because he looks down at the water um Oh, I could so relate to that, like just this like when I focus too hard on my anxieties and the things I'm afraid of, I start to sink. Um, but when I keep my eyes on Jesus, I can walk on water. um but it I love that Peter was human, right, that he did sink. I mean, what if we had all these characters in the Bible that had no problems that had nothing wrong with them, right? I mean, then they wouldn't be people we could relate to. But we have all these like flawed people throughout the Bible that God used to accomplish incredible things. And so this is all, all of this, all of the Bible are stories that we can connect with. And you have a story too that you can connect with others with. Your story is important. Your story is something that another person will connect with and they will feel, wow, I'm not alone. I'm not alone. So just because we have these things in our lives, like for me it was anxiety, depression, all of this, we can still live a powerful life of faith. We are not disqualified because of what's been happened in our life, what we're struggling with now. We're not disqualified. Our faith is what defines our story, not these moments um, of feeling the way we do or the sin we're struggling with. That doesn't define our story. Our faith is what defines our story and so we need to share our story with others. And so I wanted to encourage you with that today. Um, let me pray for us, friend. Heavenly Father, oh, I'm so grateful that you have brought me through all of this. It's, it's almost hard to talk about all these things um, and to get back into these moments of grief and pain and loss. Um, but, oh, Lord, I can see your faithfulness. And so... In a way, it's easy to talk about it because I can see that you brought me through some of the hardest things, and I'm grateful for that, and I I want this podcast to inspire someone on the other end to share their story because I know that you have such a special message inside their story that will connect with someone who needs you, Jesus, and so I lift up this time to you. I lift up these stories that will come out of this podcast, that they will multiply, Lord, um, and that your heart would be in it and that you would encourage um, the woman listening today who feels scared to share her story. I pray that you would encourage her to move forward and to remind herself that you will not let her foot slip, just like you have not let my foot slip all these years, Lord, um, and you've built my faith because of it. So I thank you for that. And I thank you for today. All right, friends. um, I'm going to close it out. But next week is the one-year Temple Care podcast episode. I'm so excited. Um, There is going to be a giveaway tied to that. I'm not totally sure yet what I'm going to do. But keep an eye out on my Instagram, at your temple care. And as always, you can um, join my membership. I'm doing some cool videos there. I'm also going to be writing some devotionals for that. Um, it's like $5 a month, so it's really cheap. Um, it's like buying me a coffee every month, but it's not, it doesn't go to coffee. It goes to temple care, um, as a ministry. But, um, I just want to share that with you so that you can, if you want to, I'm going to put the link below the membership site is where I put out special videos and Bible studies that I don't do on any of my social media channels or anything. So um, friends, I'm so excited. I'm excited that Temple Care is turning one next week. I just can't wait to do that special episode with you guys and I will talk to you next time.